0: is devin devin are you ready to travel the trail
1: oh liz you and i just both got back from traveling <laughs> that's very, true very long trails do you want to really yeah. take another journey
0: <laughs> i do unless i'm gonna die of dysentery
1: well is your wagon wheel gonna be broken and you were a banker <laughs> so you didn't bring yes. one of those
0: you just gotta wait for somebody to come by you just yeah yeah
1: right. holy shit uh I'm ready to travel this trail. I just got back from Ireland less than 24 hours ago, and you got back from Atlanta?
0: Yeah, 24 less than 24 ago? hours ago. Welcome to Ouija Bronx Jet Lag Edition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Liz will swear a lot. Devin mm-hmm. will, well, I guess it's not really any different. I was going to say, Devin will forget her words, and she'll stumble and mumble, and yeah, it's just a normal episode, so
0: both those things are a normal episode well okay That's tell me true. real quick what, what was your favorite thing about your trip
1: my favorite thing about ireland was the blarney castle i could have spent mm. a whole day there but yeah i mean the castle's on ground so you could go to the castle mm-hmm. you could do these walks you could go by the little stream the little river you could apparently there were waterfalls that you could walk behind we didn't did you
0: have- see the giant plants with the giant leaves
1: um, no, but excuse you, Ireland, what the fuck do you think you're doing having palm trees? I know, they
0: got a Gulf Stream. No,
1: that does not make any fucking sense. I did not mm-hmm. understand it. I did not like it. They were not giant shamrocks, they were palm trees, and that is unacceptable.
0: Yep, you were in the South. No. You... Up to Rebels and so forth.
1: Get it. I also <laughs> went to Northern Ireland, so I got both sides of the Mason Dixon.
0: Okay, yeah, and if you learned how to understand people in Cork, and then you go north, you're like, I don't know
1: what you're saying. Oh my god! Sometimes I couldn't tell if it was a brogue or if they were speaking Irish. Yep. It just—it was musical. It was melodious, but I had to do a whole lot of like smiling. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you're <laughs> yeah, like, I sure hope answer. I didn't say I was going to bed with you. Like, <laughs> 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 be awkward getting out of this one.
1: <laughs> I turned on the Tinder scene, you know, because I do that whenever I go to a new place to see what the uh, locals have Shirt Evan. to date. I, come on, <laughs> my husband's cool with this. I'm not going to meet anybody. I'm just really curious. <laughs> um, I did it in Iceland and they were, oh man, Tinder was full of beautiful Vikings. Nice. And then I did it in Dublin and those poor men, there were about four women in my area and then the rest were men. And so it was a sausage fest. If I, oh, damn. you know, I take like 30 seconds and swipe left and then 30 seconds and swipe right. Every single one was a match and every single one was, how long are you in town for? And I'm like, oh, baby, <laughs> baby, I'm not here to diversify your gene pool. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, oh, there just damn. aren't very many women that are yeah. dating, apparently, through Tinder in Ireland.
0: That's terrible. Yeah, poor, poor yeah. Ireland Tinder scene. Yeah.
1: Did you have fun in in Atlanta? You were there. I work. did. Yeah. It was mostly work,
0: but yeah, I got to um, go to the aquarium, which was my favorite. Nice. And I never wanted to leave the Atlanta Aquarium is my new favorite aquarium. Okay. And it's because they had whale sharks.
1: Oh man.
0: Yeah, and I got so excited about the whale sharks. So they had one of those tunnels that you walk through, and like the those. top half is curved, and it's all you know, the fish are swimming over you. Oh. And I hadn't paid any attention to what was going on, so I, I didn't know there were going to be whale sharks. And I'm walking through this tunnel, and I look up, what? and this thing the size of a school bus is gliding over me, and oh I got God. so excited that I didn't realize I had stepped on a moving walkway. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that's what it felt like when you looked at a whale shark. <laughs> then I almost fell over. And then yep. I looked down and I'm like, oh, got it. Okay. It wasn't very fast. It was kind of like at a grocery store. <laughs> it like going to glide you through.
1: A transcendent experience in many ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I
0: expected that was what was happening, but I just watched them forever. I watched yeah. the manta rays. I just got up real close to it. They also had one of those, you know, like two-story high auditorium walls of acrylic that was just, Amazing. you could see all the creatures swimming around. Uh, it was so beautiful, completely worth the price of admission. And in that big aquarium room. They kept playing this music that was like a knockoff version of the music that plays in Jurassic Park when he's like, They do move in her <laughs> And so every once in a while like the music would like crest about every two minutes and odds were pretty good some sea creature would be doing something majestic as fuck. And you'd be like, Yeah
1: Cinematic. Yeah. Oh my god. It
0: was a very cinematic experience.
1: Oh, that's Song that you know, like that really does move me. In that, yeah, you know, you were a child in 1993 watching these amazing dinosaurs, and the was the first time you understood that orchestral uh, orchestral music could have that swell that was.
0: It still gets me important.
1: Yeah, damn, you're just like,
0: yeah, I'm the king of the world. They do move in herds. This shit is so
1: majestic. (laughs) Life does find a way. It does find.
0: So, yeah, that was really cool. There were a lot of kids there, which I was so glad to just be there on my own recognizance. I didn't have any kids with me. I just popped my headphones in. And was, like, living my life, watching the kids just go, Nemo! Nemo! (laughs) Christ. And I just want to be like, none of those bitches are Nemo.
1: Not a single one of them, you assholes.
0: Yeah, but then I can't be too judgmental because that's exactly what my kid did when we took her to the Seattle Aquarium. Oh, it's, yeah. She wanted to see Nemo fish and Dory fish and, and Cuddle fish, at which point she had to cuddle with you. She had to Because cuddle- that's what you do when you uh, look at Cuddle fish.
1: I will remember that forever. Her sitting on my knee, cuddling <laughs> into me, watching co- Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If anything gives me baby fever, it's your baby.
0: Yeah, she's a good baby. She's a good baby. Oh, so yeah, I, I quite liked the aquarium and I liked Atlanta. It was a beautiful city. I want to go back. But anyway, I want to tell you about people going the other direction because we both went east. We did and both And this go is a east. story about people going west. When you were in elementary or junior high, did you yeah. ever
1: play Oregon Trail? Oh my god, that was my favorite game in elementary school. It was the bomb, right? So good. I only, the only thing I hated was when you had to partner up with the computers because they were the new <sighs> thing and somebody else. Yes. That's a, yeah. I'm like, no, Um, I'm choosing whether or not we are a banker, mm-hmm. a farmer, or, you know, a merchant. I'm choosing how many pounds of flour we bring on this trip.
0: And it was always some dumb shit who was like, oh, we're going to ford the river. Or we're just going to walk across. You're like, it, bitch, it is seven feet deep. It is. Yeah.
1: Why the fuck would you do th- I don't know. I had a friend named Katie and she and I played Oregon Trail. We usually partnered up and she mm-hmm. was obsessed with the Beatles. And so when you got to name your characters, they were always Peter, Paul, John, and Ringo. Didn't matter. Mom could be Ringo. Daughter could be Paul. Didn't they were always Beatles names.
0: And then she got to watch them die.
1: <laughs> it was a twisted sort of fandom
0: yeah <laughs> do you have a strategy for picking names
1: um no i didn't when i was playing the organ trail i do now when i play world mm-hmm. of warcraft you know my strategy is is very developed but i didn't when i was doing Oregon trail
0: what's your world of warcraft name strategy
1: oh my god liz they're the most fucking fantasy novel are are martin weird mashups of a real like english christian name but with a whole lot of fanciness you remember my character was Drianna, or yeah, I driana or i have yeah driana or i have zephra now um no are there any my...
0: apostrophes i don't remember if you're allowed to do that in World i don't Warcraft. remember if you're
1: allowed to or not the NPCs have apostrophes. The troll characters have apostrophes. Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, but I don't remember that they can. I don't know. I do the same thing for uh, Sims. Like, my family always has a theme, you know? If they're yes. all, so it's the hippie house. So they all have, like, weird flower names or mm-hmm. uh, uh, star names or some shit. But I don't know. Yeah. What about you? You have a strategy for naming?
0: Yeah. When I played World of Warcraft, my character was Corazon, which was good, except it meant a lot of people would roll up on me and be like, habla espanol, and I'm like, not really. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs>
0: Sorry. No. Uh, and now I don't really play anything where you get to name stuff, except for fostering kittens, and then I have to cooperate with other people in my household. Um, this is
1: where you and I diverge. Your family's pets always had real people names, and that yeah. really, I can't do it. It's great that you do it, but I can't... No, all my pets have to have objects as names.
0: Well, but then how do you call them by the whole name? Like, if the cat is Jake and they're fucking up, you can be like, Jacob,
1: stop it. (laughs) Okay, you maybe sold me on that. That was all it took. That's pretty great. Um, Mm. No, no, they all gotta have stupid names. You know, like how Dad named his dog Foster. Yeah. Uh, because he liked the beer at the time. That's not really yeah. a real people name. Or they named the other black dog Salem. Or the other other black dog Sin.
0: I think Foster's kind of a people name, but it's kind of not. Which I like the ones that split the uprights like that. Yeah. Where you're like, it could be a person's name, but also it could just be a name of a thing. It's like That's the kind old of west,
1: old west people names that we like. You know, yeah. like Buck or Ned or whatever. There yeah. Butch. But hmm, hey, now.
0: Speaking <laughs> my language.
1: Gross. Oh my
0: God. Okay, so for anybody who's a baby and hasn't heard about the Oregon Trail, this was the shit if you were a grade school kid in the 70s and 80s, because computers were the hot new thing, and believe it or not, there was a time when they were like, oh... We've got to introduce computers in the classroom so that the kids will know how to use computers. Because there was a time when having a home computer, you might have one. Right. But you probably didn't have one for everybody and you didn't all have a computer on your phone that was 10,000 times faster than anything we had.
1: No. And they all ran (sighs) on DOS.
0: Yes. So having a a computer in your classroom was totally normal. But yeah, I feel like we often had to double up uh, and play, you know, Olympic decathlon or whatever. Yes. But yeah, Oregon Trail is actually one of the most successful computer games of all time. It is a cultural icon. It is so memetic right now. Like, everybody has the shirts that say, like, you've died of dysentery and... Everybody gets it, and there's parodies, and there's references, and, like, it was such a touchstone for the people in our generation. Yes, And I'm going to tell you both about the game and about the actual trail. Wow! Because that was also so definitional to how this country came together.
1: I just wanted you to know, you've already taught me two words, mimetic and definitional.
0: I'm on a fucking roll and this is gonna tell be you words that aren't episode. four letters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So the Oregon Trail has actually been kicking for 43 years, believe it or not. What? Or, no, more. It was originally developed in 1971. And if you're thinking, oh, shit, they didn't have computers there that weren't, like, rooms. Yeah. You're correct. The very first Oregon Trail game was on a teletype, which is a thing. It's kind of like an electric typewriter. All right. And so there's no monitor. You're just getting all your feedback from the paper that's spooling through the machine, like a typewriter. So... Oh, yeah, I've never played with one, but I've seen one in action on YouTube. I looked it up and I was like, oh, OK, this makes sense. Like you type stuff in and then it prints stuff back and, you know, and you can see yes. how you did.
1: Yes. Yeah. If you grew up after those awful, what were they? The the dot matrix printers or whatever, where oh, it just changing, line by changing, line. Yep. And you had to peel the the spool marked edges off of your paper.
0: But then you she could play would, ribbon dancer with those. Yeah, we did
1: that a lot, too. I That's just,
0: what my mom did her dissertation on.
1: <laughs> on on ribbon dancers?
0: Yep. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> she would print out drafts, and then I'd have so much scratch paper so to, much. to draw on. Ah,
1: I love it. I love <sighs> it.
0: All right, so back in the day, back in 1971, there's these three novice teachers, and their names are Don Rawich, Bill Heineman, and Paul Dillenberger, and they're all living together because we never pay teachers enough, right? (laughs) Yes. So Bill and Paul are math and computer science teachers, and Don teaches, he teaches history, and he's trying to figure out a way to get his students, his elementary school students, really excited about westward expansion. Okay. And because God bless him, like, he's got all this energy for it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to design this game. And initially he was like, it's going to be just a game that we will play with paper and we'll have cards and we'll have like paths that you can take. But because he's laying this all out in the living room, his roommates are like, you know, that could actually be programmed into a computer and they could play with it. And he's like, oh, Okay. So he initially drafts everything out on paper, where he's like, okay, if you do this, this is going to happen. If you do that, that's going to happen. And he's got all the historical context to say, okay, you know, you're going to start here. Here are your options. These things are things you can encounter along the way. Here's your goal.
1: Okay. Okay. And they help
0: him program this.
1: It's a very choose-your-own-adventure game with your Mm -hmm. choices dictating which way the tree goes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that would take a lot of work saying, you know, if A, then B, yeah. C. If B, then E, F. Oh, cool. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, what, are you going to die soon or medium soon is what you find out. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but- So they basically, um, what you had to do back in the day is like you weren't doing this at home. You would go in and you would program it all in. So they did all the programming in about a weekend. And then he rolled it out to his students. And it was a huge hit. No way. And without a screen. Well, because, you know, it's 1971. Like none of them have gotten to play with anything that resembles a computer before. And one of the cool things is even back then they had to break into teams just like we did. And back in the day you could still hunt but the hunting option has kind of evolved over the years and back then it would tell you you know type bang type wham or type pow and the faster you typed the better you would shoot and if you if you misspelled it you would
1: miss nice
0: yeah so it had that like hunting which was the best part of the game Uh, You can do from the very start. And he actually loved watching how they came up with basically democracy and division of labor. You know, these little fourth or fifth graders. Because they were like, okay, Jeremy, you type fastest. So you're going to be the hunter who types this stuff and you know Alyssa, you're really good at keeping track of math so you're going to be the tracker of all our resources and tell us when is it time to hunt when do we need to do this thing and that thing and it's actually explicitly meant to take about 45 minutes because that's the length of the class period no way yeah it was hugely popular but then Don moved on. You know, the class ended and he printed out all the code and took it with him. And that could have been the end of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Could have been the whole thing. But he went to work for something called the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium. Did you ever load up Oregon Trail? And it was like Mac, MECC. M-E-C-C.
1: I'm That's sure it did. Was. I don't remember. Okay.
0: Yeah. It was MEC. And MECC. Uh, he was working for them in a totally different capacity. Like, he was not the ideas guy. He was not supposed to be developing games. But he was like, hey, I have this thing. It's semi-educational. Can I bring it in? And they're like, yeah, totally. So that's the point at which Don goes and researches all the stuff. He gets a bunch of diaries from actual pioneers on the trail. Oh, Isn't that good of him? And then he figures out, you know, what are they actually, so all the stuff of like, when you break your leg, when you get bitten by a snake, when you get dysentery, that's all calculated based on the frequency with which those things came up in the diaries that he read.
1: No way, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, there's so much more thought into this than I realized. Isn't
0: there? Yeah. And he also, this is the point. So in the very early version, and this is something we can come back to, that it's not been a game that's always been the best in terms of its native representation. But as he read through the diaries, he said, okay, what the Indians are usually doing when they show up in these diaries is helping. They're helping people cross the river. They're showing them where they can find food. They are you know, providing resources, they're rescuing people, they're giving health care. So that's why they're so helpful as this game goes forward. And when you encounter dangers on the path, it's historically accurate. And then they're probably white people who are hungry and are going to rob your ass. Wow. They're not. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. right? Yeah. It used to be like, oh, there's Indians up ahead. No, now there's riders up ahead is how they say it.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. How neat is that?
0: yeah so that was the version that became hugely popular yeah uh, and the thing with mac is they were like okay we want to get these computers into a lot of people's hands and these computer games so you could just get a license and then have a billion versions for your school or your your school district or whatever yeah. it was plus it was really fucking easy to pirate <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so that's why so many people have that reference of here lies andy pepperoni and cheese because <laughs> do you remember that no. commercial in the 90s where they were no. introducing tombstone pizza and they were like what do you want on your oh, tombstone
1: that's and right. people would say
0: pepperoni and cheese yeah That's so there right. was there was a version one of the things that would happen with this You know, second version of Oregon Trail is you would encounter tombstones from other people who had played that specific iteration that you were playing. And one that got pirated madly was a version where somebody named Andy, when asked, what do you want on your tombstone, had put pepperoni and cheese, both Ah. words spelled incorrectly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How beautiful is the world, (laughs) Liz? Right? That's amazing. Yeah,
0: just you know you make one terrible joke and it it spreads through the whole world. Well, exactly and, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, and that's part of how so many of us, that was the very first computer game we ever encountered because it ran on computers that were standard school district purchases yes. and you could either get a license very, very cheap or you could pirate it very very easily yes. and it fit really neatly into one class period and it had this educational veneer over it so yep. it hit all all the marks and it became this classic it has sold 65 million copies You're kidding me million with an m 10 oh, iterations over the 40 plus years that it's been going. So they're still making versions of it, but it's not with mech anymore. And honestly, okay. I've looked a little bit into the newer stuff and I'm not wild about it. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not the classic thing. Like, you don't die as easy. And if you do, it's like, oh, for only
1: $2.99. You're like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, no. no.
0: you mm-hmm. buy your way out of death. This isn't The no. Sims. <laughs> <laughs>
1: are you the catholic church selling indulgences
0: (laughs) yeah like no you died you died because shit happens and yep you got measles you got exhaustion you got typhoid cholera dysentery snake bite you drowned accidental gunshot wounds your oxen died you starved shit happens okay (laughs) (laughs) don't micro transact me out of that (laughs) that's life
1: We do need to be teaching our kids that this is the reality. God damn it, you get bit by a snake, it's your own fucking fault, you might end up dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and maybe you can try to rest, but it may or may not help. And in the meantime, you're burning grass and you're burning daylight.
1: Yep. (laughs) God, you know how I feel about that phrase. I do <laughs> I do <laughs> um, you know just getting back from Ireland one thing I will say about almost all of our tours was how un American the tour guides were they were very fine with saying murdered raped babies died shit was real it was bad whereas I feel American tours that I've been on are a little more disnified they do mm-hmm. maybe they think they're being tongue-in-cheek but really they it's like using a euphemism for the word penis or vagina. Like, just fucking yes. say what it is. Don't, I don't, yeah. don't want to hear about your num-num. I don't care. So, Yeah. Um. the original Oregon Trail was very European in that regard to me, whereas it was very mm-hmm. willing to be like, Anna, the 11-year-old on your trip, died.
0: Yeah, her ass died. Are you going to rest for a minute so not everybody else gets depressed, or are you just going to keep yeah. going so you don't freeze? Yeah, exactly. These are your choices. <laughs>
1: Pick one, but you ain't bringing Anna back.
0: Yeah, Anna's gone. You can write on her tombstone. You
1: can pepperoni and cheese. Pepperoni and cheese. Somebody get her boots. (laughs) We will be able to sell them later.
0: Yeah, and that was a thing as well that you could. you could find wagons that had been abandoned and this is a thing that was actually a part of the real trail yeah because people would give up and just decide to go on on foot and they would also get massively overstocked when they started and then find out oh crap like we've got way too much The merchants in places like Independence, Missouri, right? Like these jumping off points would con people into buying way more provisions than they actually needed. And then they would get part way and they'd be like, oh, my God, like the oxen are dying trying to haul all this crap. We're going to figure it out. Right. There's actually so Fort Laramie in Wyoming, they called Camp Sacrifice because so many people dumped stuff
1: there. No way. Yeah, oh. in
0: 1849, what I read is that pioneers dumped 20,000 pounds of bacon there, <laughs>
1: <How's> <laughs> which that? would have smelled so bad. That so bad? Tragic. Well, plus, yeah. plus we were doing a lot of the uh, buffalo slaughter right around there, too. Yeah. So. Oh, what a little rotting carcass plane
0: seriously it must have been so bad oh, that's man. a thing do you remember in oregon trail so the version i played a lot was oregon trail 2 okay. um which was similar it had slightly better graphics it had like the little i think like actors remember when video games went through that phase where they would like put actors and whatever cheap summer stock costumes they had around
1: oh i and didn't have them, that like- version
0: oh <sighs> That that was my jam, and I would play it at home because I was a little nerd. I think in all the versions, if you shoot more meat than you can take home, it's like you know you shot seven hundred and eighty pounds of meat, but could only take two hundred pounds back to the wagon. Yeah, this is so it's determined by how many living members you have left in your wagon party. And the idea actually somebody finally asked Don because he did a Reddit Ask Me Anything. They're like, why nice. couldn't I just keep going back and forth until I would carried all the meat? He's like, Oh, the logic is not that that's as much as you can carry at once the logic is that's how much you can get back before it spoils. No way. Yeah, because you don't have a fridge, right? Right. So if you go hunting three miles out from where your wagon is, Mm -hmm. you're going to haul it back and forth, but you're only going to be able to go so far... Before yeah. the the meat spoiled. Yeah. I'm like, oh shoot, that's actually yeah. logical. No, that makes
1: Forty a lot of sense. Forty years later,
0: we understand what the logic was behind being only able to carry two hundred pounds back.
1: Oh yeah, it wasn't that like this family had the Incredible Hulk, and you know their son yeah. Kevin could carry four hundred pounds. It was that... Kevin the Hulk. Kevin the Hulk, right? It was that yeah. Kevin the normal guy was carrying food back, but you still had to salt it or smoke it, mm-hmm. and you could only do so much in that amount of time.
0: I feel like in Oregon Trail 2, also, they would bitch if you didn't have fruit for them. You were supposed to either take a bunch of dried fruit with you, whereas in the earlier version, you can just feed them meat forever. They're just on Atkins for like five months and they don't care.
1: (laughs) Only pirates get scurvy assholes. You don't know. Apparently. (laughs) Only scurvy assholes. (laughs) Oh, man. I only remember like the 8-bit part of Oregon Trail. I don't remember yeah. costumed actors, but now I'm going to look for that version.
0: <laughs> I wish I could still play it. I think it's not quite abandoned where yet. Yeah. Maybe I will tell you now a little bit about the actual trail. Yeah, you please do. So the Oregon Trail was, when I pictured it as a kid, I always thought of like a road, yeah. right? With, you know, dust and rocks and maybe some fences. It was much more spread out. It was basically a lot of different trails, a lot of different just flat fields that people would take their wagons across. Uh, But the thing that I think is really cool is most of it is still there. Really? Yeah. So there's something called the Oregon California Trails Association. And they keep track and take care of all the monuments and the markers that are still there. And there's still more than six hundred miles of wagon ruts no from way. the original Oregon Trail settlers.
1: No way. You guys are so cool? kidding me. Oh, that's great. Oh. Okay, Liz, where were most people leaving from? Do you know?
0: Um, so a lot of people left from That point in Missouri, Independence, Missouri, because that was like where the first train left from. Okay. And there was a trail that had been cleared all the way to Fort Hall, Idaho. Okay. But they kept clearing it because you know from the game your goal is to get to the Willamette Valley.
1: Yeah.
0: Or if you weren't from around here and you read it phonetically, the Willamette Valley.
1: Willamette Valley.
0: (laughs) Willamette, like a vinaigrette. (laughs)
1: Like a Lady William. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. Uh so you're trying to get to the Willamette Valley in the game. Not everybody stopped at exactly the same point, right? Because sure. you're trying to go get some land and you're trying to spread out. But yeah, people would start at um in Iowa, they'd start in Missouri, they sometimes they even would start in Nebraska territory. Okay. Cause it depended on, you know, where where you already lived and yeah. where you were trying to go. Um and uh, they would kind of converge through Nebraska, and then you'd get through the mountains, and then there would be rich farmlands, or at least what were advertised as as very rich farmlands, yeah. which was really urgent because people are like, oh, you know, we got to get land, we got to do our thing. Uh, the Great Plains, they're calling it, at this point the Great American Desert, Oh shit! which is, you know, a little harsh, but people yeah. considered it unattractive and it was actually illegal for people to homestead a lot of the Great Plains area until after 1846 because it was set aside for Indian settlements and of course oh. we went back on that as soon as fucking possible
1: yeah of course
0: yeah but the next thing west if you keep looking west is Oregon which has beautiful fertile lands yeah. plenty of rain uh, you don't have yellow fever you don't have malaria like you're getting in the southeast yeah. Huge forests, big rivers, seaports, and Mm -hmm. not a ton of other white settlers. Obviously, tons of Indian people already living there. Oh, yeah. Excuse us, we live here. But there's something of a trail already because of the fur traders, because there's a lot of fur coming out of Oregon, Washington, all this kind of stuff. So there are some pathways that people have figured out. And from about the 1830s, like late 1830s, uh, it starts up. And then things really kick off in 1843 when they get what's called the Great Migration of 1843, and they get a thousand people going. Wow. Yeah, shit pops off, yeah. and before that, before you know it, like thousands of people are trying to use this trail.
1: Okay. Thousands.
0: Yeah, it really doesn't fade out until after 1855 when the Panama Railroad gets completed, okay. because it's now a lot easier to go from the East Coast. Over to ports in California and Oregon. You can kind of go across the bottom of the country instead of going straight across. Okay. Yeah. But as it was happening, oh, and also um, after the Civil War, they finished the Transcontinental Railroad in 69, right? So yeah, okay. you can just get on a train and that's a lot better than packing your entire family and all your stuff into a big old wagon.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's way, way easier to just go, okay, well, we'll save up and we'll buy a train ticket instead of, yeah. all right, Jedediah, load up the oxen <laughs> with some yes. fat.
0: Yeah, and we're going to be on our yeah, Get some barrels of lard. That's what we need. Oh, yeah. That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so thousands of people did. Let me see how many. Um, does it say any place in my resources? What? Oh, yeah. So between 1830 and 1860, roughly 300,000 people traveled on the Oregon Trail.
1: you got to be kidding. I didn't know there were 300,000 people alive. I know. That's so, <laughs> so many.
0: It was huge. It was iconic. It was so big for the time. It went through six states, right? So it goes, if you start in Missouri, you're going to go through Nebraska, Wyoming, Idaho, Kansas, and Oregon. Okay. 60% of men on the trail were farmers. About 20% were merchants and about 12% were physicians or lawyers. So when you're choosing from your options, when you're starting the game, those are the things you're choosing from.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Again, the amount of research that went into this game boggles me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it really set the tone for a lot of this. So another thing that was in the game that was also historically accurate is, first of all, deciding what to do when you get to a river because yeah. there's a lot of rivers and if you fuck it up, you're going to lose a lot of stuff out of your wagon or maybe
1: a lot of people will die. Yeah.
0: Um, At which point I always just restarted the game because I'm, like, like, I'm not getting points cheating. for these fuckers.
1: So cheating. Oh my God! I remember you had no. To ch- it's the no.
0: equivalent of me throwing myself into the river with them. <laughs> That's
1: not what that is. At I don't all. want
0: to go on without Ringo and Paul. <laughs>
1: That's not what it is at all. You're rewriting history. You're a cheater. You're bad at cheating. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I had about that.
0: <laughs> what? I should keep trucking along with with no people. With
1: no people. Yeah. Get those oxen. To the Oregon Territories.
0: Fuck all y'all. I'm going there by myself. <laughs>
1: all right. So when you get to a river, I remember you could try to ford it or you yes. could go out of your way to catch a ferry, which was like yes. a, a Huckleberry Finn Tom Sawyer bullshit raft, right?
0: Yeah. It was just like a bullshit raft that usually cost like five bucks or something. Yeah. And you would have to wait for it. Or you could also caulk the wagon and float. And that's almost always the right oh move if you can't
1: afford the ferry. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that was an option. You could caulk the wagon and float? Excuse yeah. you? Do you not remember this? No. What the hell? What caulk? What the fuck? Where the fuck? There's not a fucking Home Depot there. Where the fuck do you <laughs> get caulk? The fuck do you? No. Excuse you? My parents, my grandparents had <laughs> a had white about this log cabin. This is bullshit. Because there's no fucking caulk. You don't have like... Oh my god, this is so dumb. My grandparents had a log cabin from the 18, 1700s and it was that wide chink. So it had that wide white chinking between the logs. That stuff scraped off like it was made out of plaster or fucking Paris. There is no <laughs> fucking way you could caulk a goddamn white... And what do you do with the oxen? The fuck? They just sweep pull it. And it. Pull it. No. Yeah, they—they're little asses swim. Yeah, I get that, but you, oh my god. No, you don't fucking caulk the wagon. That's stupid. That's dumb. I was not there, but that's dumb.
0: Oh god, there's an urban dictionary definition for caulk the wagon and float it,
1: too. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry I asked.
1: <laughs> Look it up at your own risk.
0: Yeah, but just never never try to ford okay. the river if you can avoid it. Okay. But this this was a historically accurate thing, is that a lot of Indians set up toll roads, basically. Because they're like, well, if you're going to trample your sick ass through here anyway, yeah. we might as well make some money on yeah. it. But also, if you're going to try to get across the river, let's help you out. But one of the reasons, one of the things that would happen in the game is you'd have to wait and the reason for that is, if you kind of picture it, if you have six or eight amateurs trying to get across the river at the same time, yeah. and the one upstream loses oh it, and God. they tip over, and you know, you've know you got panicking 2,000-pound oxen right. freaking out, and a whole wagon of people drowning, right. you, the other five wagons are going to go down. Right. So there were people whose whole job was to regulate how people
1: came through the water and how they did it in a structured fashion. Oh, my God. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah, I would always want to float my wagon upstream of everybody else.
0: Yeah, you're like at least at least I'm not gonna have to deal with what y'all are doing unless you're gonna drop a lot of food and then I can just sort of <laughs> that's for me now.
1: You just float Don't along. Don't worry about it. You float along, yeah. scooping up bacon and lard and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like I'm staying here at this wagon and I, I'm just gonna catch what drifts down. <laughs> I have a
1: giant net. There's dead Anna's shoes.
0: Good. Mm-hmm. Live me's shoes now. <laughs> Let's dry that shit out.
1: <laughs> yeah, well,
0: most people had more gear than they needed.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's an opportunistic yeah. list that's just, that's smart living. Yes. I always knew you were a survivor. <laughs> I can give up. Dude, you would have been the first fucking person on the Donner Party when shit looked a little bit south to go. You know <laughs> yeah. who's got a lot of meat on them? Yep, you would have been yep. somebody'd be like i saw a snowflake and i'd be like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you you'd shoot the one that matched your body type so you could take all their clothes
0: well yeah definitely.
1: you'd get a meal and a wardrobe out of it
0: That's maximizing utility. What, I should be inefficient?
1: That's not how ethics works. That's not how ethics works at all. You don't just eat the buffalo, you wear its fucking skin. God damn it. Yeah, you
0: use every part of the pioneer.
1: (laughs) That's so gross. That's so gross. Every part of the pioneer.
0: That's fine. Every part of the Pioneer. That's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, God. So the, the iconic thing that you get is an image and that a lot of people picture, and I'm even seeing, I think these days it's like a lift ad that has people trucking along, looking like they're on the Oregon Trail or something, yeah. is those covered wagons, yeah. right?
1: Precisely. Which
0: is a Conestoga wagon. Oh. Which is actually not what most people used. No, really? <laughs> so, yeah, that was what people mostly used in the East. It was really recognizable. Mm-hmm. It was way too big and awkward to use on the Frontier. Most people used a much smaller thing that they called a prairie schooner. Okay. And it had a wooden bed about four feet wide and ten feet long, which is, you know, know about car size, like the sm- size of a Camry. Like,
1: yeah, the size of not a Camry. huge. That
0: no- makes sense. Not huge. Not huge for four people, or ten people, or how many people you have. Oh, by the way, about one in five women on the trail were in some stage of pregnancy.
1: Good God. Yeah. Okay, you know what the stage of pregnancy I want to be in is not. Yeah. I'm in the zero (laughs) stage of pregnancy while I'm on this five to seven hellish journey.
0: Yeah, I'm in the keep your dick away from me. Do you understand we're on the Oregon Trail? Oh my
1: God, right? Yeah, no, fuck Mm -hmm. you. You can... Go find some long grass over there and do your thing. I don't need yeah. to be a part of this.
0: Ooh, baby, let's get down on this four-foot-wide, ten-foot-long right. wooden right. bed. Right, with our eight other with children. all our food. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The oxen are watching. No. And I just... Go
0: caulk your wagon.
1: <laughs> hey, caulk at your fucking self. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You want another
0: mouth to feed? Because that's how you get another that's mouth you get to another feed. another mouth
1: to feed. Are you fucking kidding me? Now I'm going to be breastfeeding and driving the oxen and taking care of Anna's stupid siblings that are always off getting bitten by rattlesnakes and bullshit?
0: Yeah. No. And you're going to show up with 200 pounds of almost spoiled bison uh, meat and be like, look what I did today. Yeah. 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 Good job, honey. Neat.
1: That's amazing. I'm so glad I married yeah. you at the age of 15.
0: Yeah. That's just one of those... Pictures of the West that exasperates me. Like I've seen this theory go around that humans used to kind of pseudo hibernate, and the premise of that is that during the winter, when we were agricultural, people would just kind of hunker down in the cabins and just get up to eat and whatever, because all the work was done. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't work in the winter, and I'm like, that is a very masculine approach yeah. to what work is because i don't think babies stopped needing to be fed and changed no. in the winter no. i don't think clothes stopped needing to be mended in the winter no. i don't think food stopped needing to be cooked in the winter no. pet peeve going off
1: at But girl. yeah, get after it thank you
0: no that is
1: it. thank you no imagine
0: changing a diaper on the oregon trail
1: oh my god all my children would be bare ass naked and they would just shit mm-hmm. as they walked along i would hold that baby out over the side of my prairie schooner and be like, you gonna drop a deuce? You gonna drop it now? Because I'm putting you back in our Taurus-sized area, and I do not want shit in it.
0: Right? Yeah, I'd be like, do you get clothes? I don't know, we each get one outfit. You can wear a flower sack. You can wear- When we're done with a flower. Yeah,
1: exactly. And guess what's great about that? It has an open bottom. So just yep. <laughs> aim accordingly. Win-win. Super- oh my god, gross. Can you imagine- we're going to alienate half of our listenership. Can you imagine having your fucking period, A, as a pioneer woman, and B, as oh a pioneer woman on the Oregon Trail?
0: No, we should talk about this. This is a part of history that people don't talk yeah. about. And for all of it, it's like, oh, we include so much rape because it's realistic. Game of Thrones, I don't see you dealing with that shit. I do
1: not see you dealing with that shit. I am so sorry, but Sansa, I have not seen a single sheep near you. I know you're not putting dragon scales up your snatch. So what are you yeah. doing when you're on your period,
0: because... Yeah, how are all these, like, start girls spread across the Seven Kingdoms figuring this how out? How are you? What do people do? Right?
1: Because I will tell you... Where do whores go? Do hor- what the <laughs> fuck do you do? I don't know. As a modern woman with, you know, access to Kotex and plastics and tampex and all kinds of lovely inventions, I still make a huge fucking mess once a month. How did you mm-hmm. not just have everything disgusting all the time back then?
0: Right, and I'm a huge proponent of reusable pads because I have a washing machine. Yes. I can't imagine being like, do-do-do-do, I sure hope we get to some water soon. Oh, for the oxen? Yeah, honey, for the oxen. Oh, yeah, it's totally... That's what... Yeah, (laughs) definitely
1: for the oxen. Uh,
0: But yeah, you've got diapers, you've got bloody rags, you've got all this stuff. You're trying to deal with, like, coyotes, you're bugs everywhere your diet is all messed up and like it's not like you're like oh i have cramps today how come people always get dysentery and not cramps you're like i can't walk 20 miles today it hurts yeah
1: yeah (laughs) it hurts and this is a monthly occurrence this isn't dysentery this is just the state of being yeah we're gonna
0: rest for three days at independence rock because
1: shit hurts dude i don't i mean i get like talk about debilitating things i get migraines that are so bad, yeah. I can't be upright. Or I can be upright, but mm-hmm. I'm like the little girl from The Exorcist. I just turn in a circle and spray everything with vomit. Amazing. That'd be fun on the Oregon yeah. Trail.
0: That, that shit would have gone right.
1: great on the Oregon Trail. Take that, Nebraska. Once a month,
0: I would have been a real peach on the fucking Oregon Trail. I'd be like, get the fucking bison meat away from me.
1: <laughs> I so-
0: I'm taking over this wagon train.
1: I so- We're staying here.
0: <laughs> A- Pray to me
1: <laughs> <laughs> cocoa was still in the Andes. It hadn't come up our way yet. So you got, I, like, Liz, have some dried apples, honey. I think that's a good treat for you today. Fuck your dried apples <laughs> 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 That's amazing. I'm leaving all this and I want you to. Oh, that's
0: incredible. Oh man. It's the fucking realities of life. What
1: else? Oh, nope.
0: Yeah. So with the wagons, that's the other big thing that became a, a Western icon is you've got these wagon trains. Yeah. And at night they circle the yeah. wagons to defeat Indian attacks. Exactly. Which is just bullshit. <laughs> because why would you need to attack anybody? They're just dropping dead and or <laughs> dropping their stuff anywhere. No, the reason why they circled the wagons is to keep the livestock from wandering off. Yeah, I could see that being
1: accurate. Yeah, keep the livestock yeah. from wandering off. Also, we did have wolves back then before we hunted them into yeah. extinction. So, no, this is like what elephants do. They keep their idiot baby elephants in the middle.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you keep your your clueless oxen in the middle. Oh my god, they're dumb as shit. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want your draft animals wandering off. No. It was a lot more common for uh, Indians to be, and I say Indians, and I, I want people to not, like, at me about yeah. this. This is how the people out West tend to say, like Sherman Alexi says he's a Spokane Indian. Yes. Um, Native American is not the preferred term. If it is where you are at, that's awesome. And if I come talk about where you are at to people where you are at, I will use that yeah. So statistics show that about 400 settlers were killed by natives during the really peak years of the trail, right from about 1840 to 1860. 400 settlers out of 300,000? Yeah. Out of 300,000 people, out of 20,000 deaths. Oh my god. S- oh, yeah. yeah. So that is change, Small right? Potatoes. Like that's That's almost a, like a blip in the data. Yeah. Um, And it was much more common to work with people from tribes, you know, from Pawnee and Shoshone as your trail guides, as, you know, assistants, as people who would show you how to get where you were going, as people would help you when you were lost. That was what that relationship was like. But. I will say that's a critique of the Oregon Trail game, and a lot of our narrative about the Oregon Trail that I think is pretty accurate, which is even the modern ones don't do a good job uh, depicting Native Americans, depicting Indians. They tend to do the whole, like, war bonnet, buckskin, paint, when, you know, at this time, people from tribes were equally likely to just wear, you know, cotton and homespun, because... Those were the clothes people were wearing. Yeah. And they're not going to wear a war bonnet to tell you turn left at the
1: trail. And no, no. Like, Sorry, yeah. Have you ever gone clubbing? Have you worn leather pants clubbing? <laughs> you don't do that every day. You don't fucking wear buckskin every goddamn day if there is a softer, breezier alternative in the mid-fucking West. Thank you.
0: Yeah, especially in the middle of the summer when most of the traveling is happening. Because yeah. you got to leave before it's too hot and get there before it's too cold yeah. or else you're going to donner party. It. Yeah. But <laughs> what's happening with a lot of this is we have the story of people moving west. We have westward expansion, manifest destiny, yeah. and all that good stuff. And we don't as much talk about what happened afterward that... Mm-hmm. You know, they're moving west because they don't have these lands, but soon they will be able to settle on these lands. And the footholds that all these settlers are going to make are going to sooner or later come at the expense of the people who are already living there. So some people, like in Indian Country Today, that great website, are saying... Where's the other video game? And I've thought about oh. it. You know, what would this video game look like of we live here and people are coming in and helping themselves. I think it would look like The Walking Dead oh. as I thought about it. Yeah. Oh. I'd be like, those fuckers just keep coming. Yeah, right? oh. <laughs> Should we try to relocate? Should we shoot their asses? Yeah.
1: That's just going to make them mad. Like, yeah. what do we do? Yeah. Oh, and then just like in The Walking Dead, you've got, okay, we'll do the Indian Resettlement Act. We'll put... We'll put one tribe with another tribe that they historically war with in one little reservation, <laughs> yeah. and go. You know, have Rick's group and the governor's group.
0: Yeah, this is gonna yeah. work so yeah. Good. We're gonna thunderdome. Yeah, right? yeah. We'll have just zero respect for what was happening politically before we show yeah. up because we don't think people have politics except no, us. It's just ours. So yeah, I think. That would be a game I would be very interested in playing, actually. Because I think there's some nuance to this. That, yes, some Indians did attack settlers. And sometimes that's what happened. But more Indians helped settlers. But that doesn't mean they didn't have mixed feelings about facilitating this westward expansion.
1: Oh, yeah. that's No, that's absolutely way too black and white to say... It's almost like saying, these are good Indians, and then there were bad Indians. It's like, no, there was a whole spectrum of people who were dealing with another whole spectrum of people.
0: Right. Right. But I think there's a, there's an argument that I follow about the fact that for most, you know, well, we'll put it this way. I think people talk about millennials a lot. But what I've heard is that you and I, you know, born in 83 and you were born in 84, right? we're not really millennials in the same way that like the kids I teach are millennials. Right. We are what some people actually call, and I like the Oregon trail generation.
1: No way. Yeah. That we didn't come
0: up with, with like everybody having a computer in the home. Yeah. Maybe we had one computer in the whole house in the living room or we had computers at school. And so the technology and like where we were career wise, when the recession hit and all that kind of stuff is very different than people who are five or ten years younger than us. But the fact that if you reach out to people who are like 30, 35 or so, and you say Oregon Trail, they're going to say, oh yeah, I died of dysentery, Mm -hmm. pepperoni and cheese. (laughs) And so their major touchstone for this huge American moment is a touchstone that was light on the perspective of Native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's relevant because this is something that still has a huge influence on our culture. So, you know, mm-hmm. 600 miles of the trail are still there. And there's companies that made their whole fortune, their whole starting out moment on the trail. So among the companies that started as wagon manufacturers
1: are Studebaker,
0: oh. Sears and Roebuck, and John Deere. No
1: way. Yes. Way. No way. Friend. I knew I knew Sears and Roebuck, but I didn't know the others. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. They. That's how they became a going concern, and obviously they transitioned onto other stuff. But yeah, there there was such an economy in this that that's something that they could start out with and still be around today. Well, I don't know. Is Studebaker still around? Probably not. I bet but not. I re- I relate to it. It made it pretty far. Let's look it up. Because my main reference point is from the Muppet movie. You remember that part?
1: Oh, my God. No, I don't. But, of course, it's a Muppet reference Yeah, it's Fozzie being like a
0: bear in his natural habitat. A Studebaker. A
1: Studebaker. (laughs) It's It's, just a funny word. It is a funny word. It's one of those where I don't know if I know it because it was a reference for me or if it was for my parents and they passed it on to me. Kind of like say goodnight, Gracie. Oh, yeah, right? Or, yeah. Uh yeah, give and it to Mikey. And now we're cooking with gas. My, yeah, Mikey'll eat anything. Um, yep. <laughs> apparently, it was only through 1967, my friend.
0: All right, so that totally makes sense that in the 80s and 90s, it's this iconic elderly busted car.
1: Oh, totally. Oh my God. <laughs> apparently, uh, yeah, they merged with the Packard company in 1954.
0: Is Packard the same as Hewlett Packard? Did they get into something totally different? Did they get into computers, therefore bringing the whole thing full circle? It
1: all comes full circle. No, Packard was a luxury car maker. They only I got did excited automobiles. and hit my computer. I, okay, luxury I car heard maker. Heard that? Yeah. All right,
0: uh, that all makes sense to me. But yet, yeah, my mom actually used to say when we were kids that such and such was doing land office business, and that was something. Wait, <laughs> that I didn't, what? Yeah, land office his business. And oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was just a phrase. You know, you learn phrases when you're a kid and you're like, that's the thing that people say. Now I know. You know, mm-hmm. it means that they're doing really good business. But, yep. but it's from like the 30s, which I think has to do with the fact that I grew up and my mom loves old movies. Oh, yeah. That it was something they were still saying because it was like 100 years out from 1830. Yeah. But, <laughs> but <laughs> all it yeah. means is that... You know, people were applying for government land through these offices to get this land. And so it was very busy, but it has, it makes no sense and has no context these days, which cracks me up because I love verbal relics like that, like colloquialisms that reference nothing that's in our lives anymore.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. And I, you say that and I can't come up with any off the top of my head, but I know my whole family- is riddled with them. You know, that's all my parents do is talk in an old timey fashion because they also, you know, they don't love the thirties and forties movies, but they love, you know, westerns.
0: Yes. Yeah, Westerns will have it. Um I'm trying to think yeah, I can't come up with much of them right now except uh oh shoot, it's the tip of my tongue. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Now we're cooking with gas. Now you're cooking with gas as an expression. Yeah, yeah now exactly. you're cooking
1: with gas. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're in high cotton. Or Ooh, high cotton.
0: That's a good mm-hmm. one.
1: Yeah, stuff like that. Where, like yeah. you said, has absolutely no relevancy on us or really for the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. And I'm going to pass it on to my kids, you better believe. Yep.
0: Yep. I love it. It should stay forever. hmm Oh, Land man. office business. I like that. Land office business. Bring it back, everybody. Do it. <laughs> or we'll kind of try to find some phrase that indicates... The people who would sell way too much crap to people about to set off on the trail. I feel like that has some sort of use in the modern day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you convince people they need something they don't need because they're scared.
1: (laughs) Mm, Relevant and dark.
0: Relevant. Yeah. Oh, you want to know how much money that um, Dan, no, is that his name? Don. That Don Rawich made off Oregon Trail. Fuck yeah, I do. He made nothing
1: oh don
0: yeah because the 1970s were before people had really figured out that computer games were going to be a big business and that you should patent them and copyright them and keep your rights to them so when he trucked his way over to mech he basically gave it to them he picked up the papers that he had printed out in 1971 and he typed it all back in and edited it with all his stuff from the journals and was like here you go And they basically charged for replicating it. So he still has some measure of fame, right? Because the Oregon Trail generation loves him. We want to hear about, you know, how do you make these decisions? How do you decide what to name people? Yeah. Which his recommendation is name them something that you won't be sad if they die. Which makes (laughs) sense.
1: (laughs) Because they're probably gonna.
0: Yep, Uh probably gonna. Yeah, it's awkward
1: if you name them after people you like or people you know in real life and then they die. Like, name them after celebrities or something. Oh, yeah. Like, I definitely had characters I named after (laughs) crushes or things like that. You know, I would, (laughs) you know, the mom and dad were me and a crush or some shit. It's just
0: you and me, Jeremy. Everybody died of dysentery.
1: Malachi, we're going to have to repopulate the world. And I'm in second grade, so I don't really know what that means. But it's something that Sit down on this prairie
0: scooter and kiss
1: a lot. We're going to hold hands, probably. Forever. Forever. <laughs> it's so romantic. Yeah, where's
0: where's my, like, vampire on the Oregon Trail YA romance story?
1: Write one. Do it. This,
0: yeah. Sun do bonnets it. and,
1: yeah. yeah. Gingham calico dresses and Lestat. Oh, yeah. do it. Do it. Call it. It's going to be awesome. Like,
0: they'll have circled the wagons and the oxen, but, like, one will be drained of blood.
1: Oh! So, uh, why don't you, instead of a battle with Indians, it's a battle with vampire Indians. Oh, my God. I can bang this shit
0: out in, like, 72 hours. See everybody. Podcast is over. I'm going to go be rich. Bye!
1: (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Emphasis on the bang. (laughs) Wait, Liz, trademark it. Quick! TM, 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 TM.
0: TM, TM. <laughs> You're
1: not going to end up like Don.
0: No, I'm not going to end up like Don. Poor Don. He, he should write a book about the Oregon gonna Trail because I think we'd all buy it. Release it in time for Christmas. Yeah. Everybody will buy it. Yeah. We'll get him some Done of his money it. back. Yeah. Get at us.
1: Wait, all- Yeah. Fuck
0: yeah. We'll help you out, Don. Yeah. The Oregon Our- Trail, super significant for two different eras super significant for the 1840s to the 1860s as an actual thing that people are experiencing and then gets turned into a computer game that is definitional for a generation i don't think you could find another game that as many people in their 30s have played even like World of Warcraft, Mm-mm. Sims, Candy no. Crush, no. no, nothing's gonna top Oregon Trail. And if they could make a version of Oregon Trail just like the '70s version that would play on my phone, I would be on that shit like white on rice.
1: Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, that would replace yeah. Pokemon Go for fucking sure for me.
0: Yes, that is you can what I play would play it be in a browser. Like you could open up like a DOS oh. box thing and play oh. it, but it's still pretty fun.
1: No, honestly, also TMTMTM were doing that app. Yeah, well,
0: that's the problem is like the um, the license has moved from company to company. And right now it's not in the hands of people who get what Don was doing. And I feel like what Don was doing still is so unusual in terms of video games. Like, you're probably not going to win. You're probably mm-hmm. going to die horribly. And you're yeah. going to have to make some really tough decisions. And you know what? Even if you win, the best you're going to get is a little 8-bit picture of the Willamette Valley and a
1: little do 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 yes. you won. Yes. And good, then, start over. Yeah. Again. You want to play again? No, that's yeah. a really good point that it's, there's a fair bit of, um, I assume it's kind of like, I've not played Dungeons and Dragons, but some of it is just so much chance. It doesn't matter if you're a good mm-hmm. player. You're going to eventually roll a two. And that's just fate, just chance.
0: And that's a thing, actually, in Dungeons and Dragons. Here comes the nerd out. You know what you were doing when you brought up Dungeons and Dragons. I I knew it. Is that one of the things that you want to do when you're a dungeon master is make failure interesting. And always have Mm. people fail forward. That, yeah, okay, okay, you were trying to pick the lock and you rolled really bad. It's not just that you didn't open the lock, but maybe you alerted a guard. Or maybe the whole fucking door fell down. Or maybe your hand got stuck. Like, something interesting happened. And I feel like that's what happened with Oregon Trail, where it's not just that you failed and you lost the thing that you were trying to do. It's going to determine how you move forward, that you're going to be able to carry less meat and you're going to be able. Well, on the other hand, you can trade for fewer clothes and you're not going to go through your food as fast and your wagon is lighter now. Right. Like even your failures inform. It's not that you're going to get a chance to go back and this time Anna's going to make it. That happened. You're done. Yeah. (laughs) It's got that Space Invaders quality. Yeah, for sure. It's not going to stop coming at
1: you. For sure. It's not going to stop coming at you, but now you can inform yourself for maybe better play in the future. Like, Yeah. Yeah, dish that fucking butter churn.
0: Fucking yeah. One of the things with um, Oregon Trail 2 is that although it was a very simple game, you know, that could be printed out on paper and reprogrammed back in... You would always have a different experience because there were so many ways that your decisions could shape it so it's not like like pac-man has a limited number of things you can do right yeah if you know how the little ghosties are gonna move you can beat pac-man yeah every time you can go through all the levels and just go forever oregon trail isn't like that like you can't say okay I went to this point, and on July 17th, we tried to ford the river, and we drowned, so next time we're going to caulk the wagon and float. Like, next time it might be totally different. It's always different, and that makes it fascinating, and I think that makes it so replayable, especially relative to other games that were going to the era.
1: Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's a a choose-your-own-adventure, and you're not just, you play it once, and then you go, okay, well, I beat Grand Theft Auto, now let's play it on hard level
0: yeah yeah i i still like i have played oregon trail on and on for easily 20 years if not more and i still can't consistently beat oregon trail that's a good game to me but i sometimes game. can if you never can beat it that's not a good game if you always can beat it not a good game yeah yeah <sighs> yeah that's my story about the trail i have some exciting other stuff to tell you about but do you have any any questions before i move on
1: Oh, man. No, I just think it's fascinating. I'd heard that um, one of the reasons the Midwest has so many great antique stores, I can't find anything here on the East Coast. But if I go uh, a couple hundred miles inland, you find great antique stores. And it's because a lot of people that immigrated from my area heading west, got as far as the Midwest and went, fuck that. What do I need a shiffer rope for? I don't have fucking bacon. For yeah. So they, uh, It's go next it to the there. Davenport. It goes next to the settee, Liz. <laughs> you know, the Davenport is for the formal sitting room.
0: Fuck. Oh, I love
1: it. Oh man. Oh, that's
0: so good. That is my story about the Oregon trail, the game and the Oregon trail, the actual trail or trails, many things, many places you can go, <laughs> many people you could meet. <laughs> That's so cool. I was excited to do this one. This was not something we've had on our list forever. No. It was just something that occurred to me the other day that I was like, we totally need to cover this.
1: I was not expecting this at all because like you said, this is not on your giant beautiful spreadsheet of potential topics. <laughs> yes. I didn't I didn't even really consider it something we'd cover just because it, you know, it ends in Oregon, but it's it doesn't take place in our Pacific North Weird area in its entirety. Didn't even think about yeah. it. But I love that you did it.
0: It's complicated, because it's like, it is the Oregon Trail, but most of the states you go through aren't Oregon, and it is the Oregon Trail game, but it was developed in, not in Oregon at all, Yeah, and became popular because of Minnesota, but... You know what? It's our trail, and we can still go look at it. And we, as long as I can drive past the Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center mm-hmm. and click into all this stuff, it's still out there for us Hell to yeah. enjoy. And you can go play the game for for free. I love telling people about free stuff.
1: Oh, man. You know, I love hearing about free stuff. So
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what's not free, though? It was paying for our hosting, so I'm going to talk about the Patreon a little bit.
1: What? I think you ought <laughs> to
0: patreon oh you're my singing it's rubbing off on you
1: <laughs> it's the only thing it's you rub happening. off on me
0: damn straight well not so straight mm. uh, <laughs> <the> <laughs> poor matt is so sick of that every time the gps is like keep straight i'm like can't
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> too late <laughs> be more inclusive siri you sound hot what are you doing later girl
0: What's up, Siri? How you living? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In my phone? Cool, cool, cool. Uh, all right, so here, here's our Patreon thing. First of all, first of all, I'd like to thank the people that are already patrons and call them out by name. Do it. So we have pledges from one Lucille Valentine. Lucille thank Valentine, you, so much.
1: you are on blast.
0: No, a blast is the bad one.
1: Lucille Valentine, you are on call out
0: fleek is that what
1: the kids say i don't know they're on we like you lady Keep
0: we it up. like you yeah uh we have five dollars from one jason lozo have you ever heard of that guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i told him he only had to donate a dollar he went and donated five i know so we oh, no. gonna get laid
0: yeah i was gonna say he must be getting some of the good good off one of the co
1: <laughs> one of us i don't care which it is liz as long as he, <laughs> as long as he keeps donating
0: <laughs> you a free pass. And we have and we have patron support from Elden fragrances which i may or may not have talked about before on the show but i'm a huge fan of yeah they do a line inspired by disney princesses and they do a line inspired by hogwarts houses and i think they're going really oh out God. more stuff soon that's so here's cool. the thing with them is to me when i go into the perfume section of a department store it just all smells like perfume to yeah. me yeah like it just has that perfume smell. You can taste Whereas it. Whereas Elden Fragrance Yeah, you can taste it. Yep. Whereas when I got a um I got like little samples of all the things that Elden Fragrances offers and I smelled all of them. Some of them are going to smell perfect to you. And some of them you're like, that's good. It's not for me. And some of them you're like, ah, 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 not my thing at all. But they're not just like homogenous perfume smell. They are distinct. They are different. You're picking up on all the different notes. I'm a huge fan. So all summer I was rocking... I can't remember what it was called, but it was inspired by Sleeping Beauty, so it was like roses and opium and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Right now, I'm into a unisex fragrance Mm. called Serpent's Shadow, which is inspired by the House of Slytherin. Your house. And and that's, it cracked me up too, because like I smelled Hufflepuff and I'm like, no, this is not right.
1: (laughs) Don't you this is disson- not my jam at all. Don't you look dissing on my Hufflepuffs now. <laughs> Are you a puff? Are you a puff I'm, pride? You know I'm a fucking puff daddy.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna send all my little samples to you because it's it. the bomb. Yeah, but they, you should check them out, everybody. So okay. thank you, I guess was my point, to everybody who has sponsored us and supported us so far in October. That's As we cool. head into November, if people want to get in on that train and have me incoherently ramble, yeah. uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Broads, Become a patron. We've got a couple different levels. If you're interested in our old episodes and sneak peeks, we can do that. If you're interested in the seance at a slightly higher tier, Here, only five bucks a month. You can get the seance, which I put a monthly patron only 15 to 30 minutes. I think it was way more than that.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) The thing we just recorded was like an hour.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) It was very interesting and very fun. Uh, And you're welcome to do that. But yeah, take a look. Patreon.com slash Ouija Broads. Check it out. Uh, You might have some interest in what we're throwing out there. But we're always going to keep giving you good content about the weird northwest every week don't worry about that if all you can offer is your love your
1: love is more than
0: enough for us
1: that's totally fine that's totally fine my god we do this as a passion project (laughs) yes we do uh
0: and you can also of course always join us and show us neat shit you found on the internet or thoughts you're having or whatever at twitter at facebook um, on Instagram at OuijaBroads.com where we put show notes. Mm-hmm. We're starting to develop some guides where we pull together, like, all the Spokane stories and all the, I don't know, haunting stories and yeah. the mansion yeah. stories. You guys... Because...
1: Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Liz. I was, I was, Thank you, babe. I was going to say, Liz is doing some really cool stuff with lists, you guys. Like, talking about here's all the haunted places we've talked about in Spokane. Or here are all mm-hmm. the haunted hotels we've talked about forever. Or whatever it is. Liz is on it with databases. These are <laughs> yes, because
0: one one of the things I want to acknowledge is it would be really nice if we could do transcripts. That is time and resource intensive in a way that we can't pull off right now. Yeah. But at the very least, if we do these lists that have summaries of the stories, we can share them with people who aren't in a position for whatever reason to listen yeah. to a podcast. That's my main recommendation for people. Except that I think they should live weird.
1: Die pepperoni and cheese.
0: And stay weird.
1: (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.
0: (laughs) I kind of want pizza now.
1: I had pizza at lunch. Jealous. Yeah.